And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We would like to celebrate our friends and supporters over at isotope.com. Find makers of audio software for repair, mixing, and mastering. You know their goods. RX-10, Neutron 4, Ozone 11, Nectar 4. Chris and I love them. We use them. And we know you'll love them too. Go to isotope.com and check it all out. And to get your discount, use code FRET10 at checkout. Again, it's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Please enjoy your day. Hey, Tim. Hey, Joe. What's happening, man? Uh, too much. Really? What's too much? Just too much. New house, mm. uh, playing shows, you know, too much. Yeah, I'm but with you. handling it, handling it like a professional. That's nice. I'm going to tell people that you're handling it like a professional when they Thank ask. You. Where are you? I'm in Crestline, California. Where is that? I don't know. I know Southern it's California. In San, I thought San Bernardino Mountains. Oh, probably like we're probably about seventy miles outside of L.A. And you were in L.A., right? Yeah. Why the move to the mountains? You done? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> totally done. I don't know. It's beautiful out here. Yeah. Uh, there's bears and animals and trees and it's nice it's a little nice and cool for now it's nice and cool right uh yeah it's just beautiful so we'll see what happens all right how long have you been out in southern california i don't know if you're from 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 chicago i'm from 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 chicago okay uh and i moved to la uh in probably like 2005 and then i've been i've been back to chicago i was in arizona for a bit chicago arizona la and now here. Okay. So you were, you would say you were for your formative years, your musical formative years, you were in Chicago. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The great Chicago in the nineties, I would say uh-huh. for me, at least. And you, you were around there a lot too. Back then. I was, I was 
fawning over everything that was Chicago in the 90s. We played a bunch of shows with you when you were in Black Art Procession. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know. I don't, I won't forget that. It's like getting free drum lessons with your band and almost every other Chicago band. Yeah, there's a lot of good drummers out there, (laughs) but I don't know, man. I would put you up with all of them. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, So how did you start playing music? Would you say you learned playing in the scene or did you have some formal training? Uh, No training at all. I'm kind of unteachable just in general. So there was a garage band that was terrible in my suburb with some dudes in high school. And uh, I was playing bass and sort of learning by the guitar player did bar chords. And I just sort of learned by watching where he put his finger. Yeah. And uh, listening to records and playing with records and then borrowed a guitar and started to like learn from uh, records and like those like songbooks, like uh, right. Neil Young songbook. Right. How'd you get to the keys? That's that's a little more complicated than sliding your fingers around. You know, screwing around over the years, just kind of picked up chords. And then I'm a bad piano player, but I can write some so I could figure out some chords and write some songs on piano and kind yeah. of get away with some things. Yeah, there's a few mistakes on the new record that I w- we can talk <laughs> about in a little bit. I specific. If you can, I think there's still time to like you know you fix, fix things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be recorded digitally, or we can splice even if it's tape. And I actually it's, recorded it, the right way, so uh, but more on that later. Yeah, okay. this podcast is on tape too, so you're going to be. taking a razor to (laughs) all of our coughs and burps um well i want to talk about villagers which here's some big news i think it's my favorite caliphone record and i'm not just saying that because i'm talking to you that's lovely to hear and i've listened to them all extensively too much wow that's that's good too i was just looking at my four million caliphone cds i've had them forever but this this record is it's hard for me to put my finger on it but what i've sort of established is that there is along with i don't want to say usual but i'll just say it, the usual sonic easter eggs which i love so much that are all over the place on all of your records um there's a there's a silkiness to this record that i have not noticed before a little smoothness oh yeah well, this was more like uh, listening to Dionne Warwick yes. more than The Faces, probably. Right. And and there's also something that is, there's when there's space on this record, you know, quietness or space, it's different. And I that's the part I really can't put my finger on it. But I was driving yesterday and I was like, on a quiet part, like, this is different. And I'm just wondering, it sounds like you, you feel that smooth silkiness, especially obviously on eyelash. That's the, that's songs for making love clearly. Um, (laughs) But do you feel like a difference uh, from other California records on, on this one? Well, I feel like I got my shit together with writing songs more than ever on this one. So I, was more prepared. I had everything like written and demoed and, uh, and the foundation of the record is like a full band playing together in, yeah. a, in a room. And that had a lot to do with, I think the feel of the thing. Okay. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about the, the recording process and, uh, 
personnel, if you will. But first, a couple things that since I've been heavily listening to Villagers, I've had personal conversations with you over the years, and you always say something musically that sounds to me evolved. <laughs> like you're really... Think- I thought you were going to say ridiculous. Well, sometimes ridiculous. And I do have an example of ridiculous. I've approached you with ridiculousness before. Oh, I'll never forget it. So I hope you're thinking the same one. But before that, it always truly is feels evolved and interesting to me. You know, like it's, it perks my ears to say the least. Um, That's awesome. But do you know what keeps you interested? Uh, Just the fact that we're going to die at some point. Just the, the thought of someday being a dead person yeah, and not existing really does uh, make me want to uh, stay engaged and be alive and do things while I can. Right. Might so, as well. Yeah, might as well. So that's like, uh, that'll keep you searching sure. for things, that, you know, and, and also I never, I don't know, I never felt like I found how to do anything right ever. Uh huh. It's all the process of just trying, and also, there's long periods of time when I don't play music, and I like it. Yeah, I love not playing music when I don't feel like it. Do you ever get scared when you don't play music for a long period of time? I do. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just got home from a six week tour, and yesterday I was like, I haven't fucking sat down on my drums or my new keyboard for two days. And it's dumb. I mean, it's really, it feels childish, but it's also a confidence thing. I think that's a really, that's practice. It's a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) I could, I could do without it. Yeah. I I always have something else to do, you know, like there's always things to do. I like, I like to do other things too. What other things do you do? I don't know what other things you do. I like to paint a lot. And in this new house, there's room for like uh, art making. And uh, I like to write a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as like uh, music, this is tour stories, but it's like, uh, you know how going on tour and putting out a record can break your heart and your spirit sometimes. And that'll get me, I mean, I'm doing it because I still love to play, but that's made me want to stop because like I was listening to your, it was maybe one of your last podcasts that you put out and you were talking about a black heart tour and you were in like Alabama or something. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. I think that we might've worked with that same promoter (laughs) (laughs) and had a similar experience where you just roll up and you're like, we're going to be killed. Yeah. And we're not going to get paid. (laughs) And you know, yeah, and then you come home from that tour, and you're like, "I still don't know how I'm going to pay the rent," and right. you know, all that stuff is heartbreaking. And then, you know, sometimes if you make a record and you put your whole your heart and your guts into it, and then the same five people give a shit. That right. Way. So now I'm I'm a little bit more reticent to, uh, you know, sleep on the floor and not make a buck. Yeah. But you also don't sound pessimistic, which is, it's not a good or a bad thing, but I think, God, I've gotten pessimistic. But I, 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 think, I, I think I'm coming out of it. Um, well, uh, 
I want to talk about this song. I want to talk about a couple songs, but this Habsburg Jaw song, I love uh-huh. the subject matter. <laughs> it's like really made me laugh out loud. Once I vaguely remembered what it was, and I was like, oh, fuck, Tim, this is brilliant. Really made me laugh. Um, and it, for some reason, reminded me of Tim Loftus. Oh. Probably laughing at the same time he saw the title of that. Um, he's he's a history buff too. Yeah, um, but I I gotta know how did how when did you run into this subject and and maybe explain kind of your your version of of what it means historically or uh, biologically I guess. Well, the Habsburg jaw is uh, the result of generations and generations of inbreeding, and it was a, a characteristic of uh, European royalty in the olden days yeah. that they wanted to hold on to power. So they would marry their children off to sisters, brothers, cousins, and then mm-hmm. have more babies to keep the power, keep the land, keep the throne, keep the money until generations on these people were just mush faced fucks who were just <laughs> in a bad condition, like debilitating and their faces looked weird and there's all these portraits so i was listening to some history podcast and they talked about that and i was like what the fuck is that okay i've heard of that and then i i googled it and saw all the paintings right and all the portraits of these faces and i was like oh my god this is amazing then i couldn't stop thinking about it (laughs) then i thought about like you know, I was having, I was talking to myself. I was having imaginary conversations with like some fucked up old royal people and just the entitlement. And then I was thinking of people that I, you know, have come across in my life. And also the uh, rich people, poor people, elimination of the middle class and the right. entitlement of, of the wealthy is uh, sickening and getting more sickening. So yeah, right. that's where that song came from. What's our version going to be in? In uh, <laughs> golden hair? No, I don't know. That's too cheap. Uh, but I mean, don't be surprised. Forty years from now, whatever our Habsburg jaw is, it's going to be. Oh, insane. it's going to be some kind of surgical, like thing that is ridiculous. Hopefully, everyone has big boobs. I mean, everyone. Everyone. Babies, men, babies. All women, big, yeah. babies, adult and women. And tails, ev- maybe. And tails. Big boobs and tails. Everybody. And if you don't have them, you're not beautiful. <laughs> right. And you do not own property. You can't. Yeah, you can't own property. And you, more importantly, you can't become an influencer, which is what everybody <laughs> needs to be. Uh, well, thanks for that song. It's just, it's endless. <laughs> it's just, it just keeps giving that song. Um, yeah. And the other song, I, my currently currently my favorite number on the record is comedy, and um, I'm gonna say this, and it's not just because I'm an older fella, but this song does exactly what an episode of Mash does sonically. Wow! It's it's the Alan Alda uh, in Mash. It, you laugh, you cry. It's, it's a classic song, classic rock song, but it's like truly a classic, beautiful song. Oh, thank um, you. But that I know people are going to cover. To me, this is like your most classic song. 
I can only say it so many times, but were you feeling classic? I don't know if you were feeling brown and green and Alan Alda and laughing and crying, but. You know, I, I wasn't feeling Alan Alda, but probably I was feeling uh, Robert Altman, like that okay. match, more or less, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's that dark, the comedy that comes from, uh, you know, suicidal ideation. <laughs> like sometimes sure. coming out of exactly. like a suicidal thought uh, cycle or, or a spin out uh leads to um comedy like the darkest things can be the funniest things yes that's just like mash <laughs> just like <laughs> war like war surgery and making a comedy out of that that's right but yeah that that song it was it was like uh yeah i kept thinking of like uh i always want to play like sweet like R&B, mm-hmm. like slick 80s R&B music, like 80s Marvin Gaye or something. And then uh, I can't because I just don't have the chops <laughs> or, the, or the voice or the anything. So then it gets, and then I write, I write weird ass lyrics. So that song was like, okay, let's at least try to do this and we'll try to be ourselves at the same time. What about Chicago? I might hear a little Chicago on that song. Chicago, the band? Yeah. Like one of their slower numbers. Like Color My World? Maybe. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe. Maybe yeah. maybe that's in there. The horns. Yeah. I think the rock and horns. Well, slow rock and horns. Yeah. I think I heard a little Chicago in there. You don't even, it's in you. You don't even know. It's in me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, Chicago was, Chicago was everywhere. In Chicago, that band, yeah. like I, just the Fullerton L stop and Demon Dogs and all that stuff around DePaul, yeah. And it makes me kind of hate Chicago the band, but also I love Chicago the band. I met them once when I was catering a party when I lived in Los Angeles. It was very much like that show party down, and I was backstage doing the catering, and they were backstage being the band, and I was like, "Fuck, this is Chicago." It's weird. I can't remember who was in it at the time, but I don't think they remembered who was in it ever. There's, <laughs> there's, it seems to always be like, like a corporation with just floating yeah. executives. Yeah. All right. Who's available did, for the uh, casino run this year? Did they have like power power mullets or like what was what kind of hair did they have going on? I think they had. They were probably just past power mullets. I, I can't remember exactly, but this is uh, all their shirts were silky and buttoned to the top. I remember that, right? Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. All the way, top button done. It yeah. was at a yacht club. Of course, it was. It was an optometrist convention of sorts at a yacht club. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. They were nice to me. Well, I want to play comedy. Okay. What do you think about that? I think yeah, play it. All right. Let people hear it. Here we go. Okay.
coming back from the war I was a camera, I was a preacher Comedy is the blood in your mouth Not a preacher, no
still think Chicago after listening to that. You know, I hear it too. Now I hear it. Okay. You'll be doing optometrist conventions in no time. I would take that paycheck. And I'll probably be catering in the back <laughs> in no time. <laughs> um, well, I want to talk a little bit about the recording. You said you were all rehearsed up and demoed up and then everyone went into the studio? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, we had Rachel Blumberg. You know Rachel? I know her, yeah. She was on the drum kit. Really? Yeah, that's Rachel playing the drums. She's great and got that she fucking got maniac that on, feel. on this record. And uh, this guy, uh, Wally Bedway, who played in the live band, and he's an Arizona mm -hmm. guy. He played bass. Um, Max Naus played guitar. Um. I played piano. I think that's it on the basic track. So okay. we just like, uh, we were running ahead of schedule and, uh, that's an older song that never made it to a mm -hmm. record. I didn't, I never, I never knew where to put that one. So, yeah. And I was like, let's try this. Let's try this. So we just, yeah. that was one that we didn't really rehearse. We just sort of worked it out playing it. In oh the really? Studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's, what studio did you go to? It was uh, Big Ego in Long Beach. It's uh, Chris Schlarb, Psychic Temple. It's his studio. And it's a oh, okay. lovely place. But that's where more than half the record was recorded. The basic tracks were recorded there. Um, did more in Chicago. Like, finished it in Chicago. Did more in Chicago. And then stuff at home. You know, you know the usual piecemeal. Yeah. And I want to kind of go back to the dissonance part, the noise and dissonance that I think you're always celebrating on all your records. And I mean, I'm imagining that what people think is like dissonance and noise and experimental sounds is beauty to you. But your magic is turning weird sounds that you know everyone would be like, whoa, what is that sound? Into something like be beautiful and melodic. And I want to know also... It's kind of like a chicken and the egg. I've always wondered this about you. Do you ever start with a like a bed of just yucky stuff and then melody on top of that? Or do you ever do melody and then stack things all over the place? Villagers was mostly, there was a couple of things that started with a set. Like Habsburg Jaw started with that loop at the beginning of the song that runs. So it started with that thing, which was like, I don't even know how that came about. It was like a guitar loop, but yeah, some things start with noise and then you yeah. build on top of it. And then you hear, you hear a melody. Like I made a record with Craig Ross where there was like, like going out, like being a shameful smoker and going outside mm. to smoke when we were recording and hearing all the air conditioners around outside in people's houses and yeah. your buildings and then I was hearing like uh, scales and melodies and all that hum. And then uh, yeah. I took the guitar outside and tuned the guitar to what I was picking up. And me and Craig made a whole record where we tuned oh, guitars wow. to fucking air conditioners called Guitars Tuned Air Conditioners. <laughs> but yeah, there's like, I think it's great to start with a noise or start with a loop or start with some like, and sometimes the shittiest things are beautiful 
and sometimes beautiful things need to be smeared and uh, need a little bit of ugly just so that it has some context. Well, again, I think you, you're, you're one of the masters of combining both those things. Or just, you know, it's kind of like uh, this heat. Yeah. Charles Hayward. It, I mean, that's... That's the you, shit. You I love this in heat. the same category. You keep doing it, too. And it's, and it's different every time. And it's always like... I, I can't say it enough. It's like, if anyone listening has time to stick some headphones on, it triples the wonderful experience of listening to any Califone record because it's just like feels like there's scratches down the right side of your ears sometimes what and you don't expect it there's a chord or something that you do and i think it's the beginning of comedy every time i'm driving my car and i go oh because <laughs> i think someone's honking at me i don't know a lot of this stuff is like uh i'm i feel like i'm still this is still punk rock to me so i feel yeah. like i'm a anarchic noise player <laughs> And then I get to work with like Brian Deck is a mixer and Michael Krasner. Like I work with these people yeah. that are like highly graceful and skilled. And, uh, and that really makes these records good. I think I do too. Um, are you making any movies? Rather, are you making any more movies? Uh, writing, always writing. Yeah. And uh, we might have something going on uh, after this. I can't really talk about it yet, but after this okay. uh, strike, we might have something going. That's right. We're not writing. I forgot. Well, I'm, I didn't forget. I'm writing. Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that yeah. stuff. Oh. Yeah. And you and you've toured already this year at least once, right? We did two little tours. How'd they go? Uh, pretty good. It's been yeah. amazing to play. Um, and then we got one more in September in the Midwest. And then I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. What was your instrumentation? I had a little keyboard and a guitar. And then uh, Max Naus played guitar. Uh, Brad Dumovic played the bass. Joe Westerland was playing percussion. And Rachel Blumberg played the drum kit. Oh, Cool band. Good folks. Uh, no bad apples. You know, like that, that was the group text is like, who's the bad apple? Cause someone, there's always a yeah. bad apple on tour. You can find one. Not yet. Not on these two runs. We're keeping it short, keeping the trip short. And everybody's really nice. Everybody's really cool. I'm probably the closest thing to a bad apple. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way to, to do two things, sliver into this ensemble and be the bad apple, <laughs> but be celebrated for it somehow. I can't imagine you being the bad apple, <laughs> but you know, you'd be able to drop right into this band and play immediately. And our t we have to do, we have to do some playing. We have, and we do. Okay. You're right. And uh, the last thing I want to leave uh, <laughs> leave you with, leave us with, is something that I think, I, I swear to God, I think about this once a month. Quite a few years ago, I was in Eagle Rock scoring a movie, I think, and you were in the neighborhood and we wound up at the York. And uh, we talked about playing and you had this idea 
correct me uh, on the details, but you had an idea of recording drums to, was it off the wall or be, or, you know, it was uh Saturday night fever soundtrack. Saturday night. So fever it was all soundtrack. those BG songs. It was disco. Right. And your idea was Joe, would you be interested in sort of karaokeing all the drums to Saturday night fever and then just giving me those tracks? Okay. That's part of it. And I still want okay. to do this. This is another thing. Like, I do too. I still want to do this. Um, like Michael Krasny was telling me about recording with a guy. I can't remember who it was, but he was an older guy, maybe older, older than me. Uh, mm -hmm. And he was working on a record and he would put on like an old classic rock and roll, like Jerry Lee Lewis song or something and not know the song. And just kind yeah. of play along to it yeah. and then play more along to it and then overdub <laughs> more along to it without knowing the song. And then out of that mess would be a song of his. And I was like, God, that's so great. It's great. And then I was thinking yeah. about pointillist paintings, like doing little things. Then I was like, okay. So I was putting these BG songs into, which I cannot fucking play. And I, right. I've tried to learn them. I shouldn't even try, but putting the track into pro tools, putting on the headphones, taking a banjo and like search and destroy hit or miss along with this Bee Gees track. Then the piano search and destroy hit or miss. Yeah. And keep going, keep, like doing it oh. until you come up with something and then either covering the song, it's going to end up sounding like beef heart, you know? Yeah. Like it's going to end up sounding like, or this heat or some fucked up. Like it is. So that's, I don't know. It's an, ex God, it's such a good idea. It's an experiment, but you and I, yeah, we got to get, we got to get on that and we can probably okay. do that well, like back and forth too. Like, it, we can do that remotely. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. And I, w and I will uh, admit that I did steal the idea a little bit already for two songs. I'm at the beginning of making a covers record. Okay. One song. I figured it out. Just doing the basic tracks myself. I kind of figured out a dumb bass. I did it all myself. Then I was like, I'm going to just cross-reference it to the original track. And I tracked to it. And I was like, this is it. Never mind. See? Then I just sent my drums off. Then I was in the studio recording another song, you know, with people, with an engineer. And we had rehearsed it and we were doing it. And I was like, let's just play back the original and see if that groove is better. And we did it. And it's, you know, tuning issues, uh -huh. but we made it through it. And that's like the basic tracks oh, are fucking that's great. Beautiful. So thank you for that. Oh, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. I love talking to you. I hope to see you in the next, uh, I don't know. I hope to see you before the year end. I don't know if that'll happen, but, uh, if not early next year, let's do something in Los Angeles or Seattle. I'm trying or to build this place so we can record. I don't know if you can see. Okay. Like I got a hold, I got a hold downstairs. We got some extra bedrooms. All right, let's do it. The sooner, the better. So we don't forget. All right.
All right. Great talking to you. Thanks, man. Thank you, Joe. It's great talking to you. Bye. 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 The way your memory works is not mine. Another ice age, ice age, holiday for black sheep. Drink to the family money, the chemtrails and the holy grails. Light on your house.
was in town for a death in the family. You never left. You started a story that you could not finish, and I waited, and I waited. And I waited. 